0: I don't like being in control of my own fate and so video games allow me to do that and I already get enough of that in my real life. So I I think that maybe that's why I hate it. But I don't understand playing games that you hate. I understand hate watching. whatever said with I hate
1: all... it. I don't think Kyle hates it either.
2: No, it's just it's just the it doesn't have like the immediate it's not like a it's not like a fun time game. It's like you're going to get in there and you're going to get it's like a getting your hands dirty game. Ooh, yeah. okay.
1: Well, and before we go any further, because there's a a woman that's already being talked down to. This is the Big Bang Theory Theory. Hi, my (laughs) name is Nick.
0: Hi, I'm Kyle. And? And I'm Chloe.
1: Yay! Returning guest Chloe. Uh, Happy to have you back. I I don't know how you feel about it at this point, but uh, this is very nice.
2: (laughs) Be honest, you were bored and you had nothing better to do.
0: Uh Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. Which is fine. That's th- These are plague times, baby. This is what we're all doing. Except, I mean, Kyle and I have been doing this for two years. But sure, I, you know, you're scraping the bottom of the barrel. That's fine. <laughs> um, Listen,
0: it was like this or continue watching community. Uh, so I, I like actually talking to people in real time, even though my internet is butt. And uh, all the Zoom calls that I've done so far in the quarantine have been uh, choppy and not great. And make me sad. But promises
2: of things to come. <laughs>
0: well so this is yeah good this is good
2: not to try to steer the conversation too hard but it's interesting because of course chloe you're a guest on the show but no one expects that you've actually listened to the show but actually uh, absolutely yeah nick and i often use community as like a juxtaposition against the show because it's also a show about extremely obsessive nerdy people and yet i feel like it, it pulls off a much more believable or at least more interesting portrayal of what like those characters are sort of look like. Like there's not that like if you wrote down the character of Abed versus the character of Sheldon, they have a lot in common, but one of them is so much more interesting than the other and makes for much better television, in my opinion. As which is why
1: we've role. chosen to do a podcast about that more interesting character and the interesting <laughs> television we've been experiencing.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Dan uh-huh. Harmon can eat a butt. Um, well, I don't I don't know why, but I'm already getting this, this sense of guilt about not discussing the episode, because I feel like I'm not going to want to talk about it a lot again.
2: Which um, is weird, because I, I thought this was, of all the episodes to join us on, Chloe, this one was actually kind of...
0: It was kind of a very, yeah, it was very timely. Also, it was just like, uh, the archetype of the the horny, predatory female scientist is something that I would like to see more, uh, just in general. And, uh Yeah.
1: That's the reason I don't, I don't want to talk about it. I'm overwhelmed by the horniness. I, I can't handle it. I, I, it I feel super horny. Um, the show is not normally like that. Usually, like, it's it's Leonard meekly asking to be a part of Penny's vagina and all, you know, is implied <laughs> that they're having sex. And and now
0: we've
2: got fucking, Judy Greer just God walking out in a Judy fucking schoolgirl skirt and a bra. Ah.
0: Yeah, no, it was yeah, – I was to delighted. I was
2: by a bunch of nerd hosts.
0: <laughs> I like the idea that Judy Greer just kind of does this. Like this is her underground secret that she goes from university to university, bangs as many dudes as she possibly can and then gets the hell out of dodge. That's pretty what I dope. like.
2: This. Uh Nick, you want to s- just uh, not that anybody cares, but do you want to just go <laughs> ahead and uh and try to summarize this episode?
1: Uh sure. So it's 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 pretty straightforward one. Um again, we're lacking real B-plot, uh, which I'm starting to appreciate because, you know, having to keep track of two stories, oh, that was a pain in the ass. And now now they're, they're really just, they're, they're honing, they're, they're refining their, their comedy. Um, but basically, the, the episode starts with the, the gang sitting around at the lunch table. Um, I wrote in my notes already how much I hate making the, the COVID comparison, but the show starts
0: uh-huh. with, with Raj
1: sneezing and the rest of the group uh, shunning him and exiling him to another table because they don't want to get whatever crud he has um so whoa, whoa, whoa what are it's the odds the timing whoa. but no, um, not,
2: you you fucked it up nick you fucked up how you ex- well i didn't but go ahead <laughs> because it's not just that they're like oh he has his sneeze. it's like sheldon is like oh you have a sneeze quick let's run a diagnostic do you have allergies is there too much pepper in your thing okay no then please wear a face mask and sit over there until you've had two throat cultures 12 hours apart. And then you can rejoin the group, which is actually um, basically Sheldon for president, I guess, at this point.
0: Right.
1: All right. Well, that felt necessary. And I'm glad we did, went into that level of detail for the short summary. Um, anyway, <laughs> so the, uh, yeah, they, 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 should exile in, but what, what the real focus of the conversation is Sheldon, um, says that he's going to be having a lady friend over for a few days, and so of course the whole gang goes, "Oh And he goes on to explain that um, a a, a well known prominent physicist uh, is going to be staying with him because she might she's she's up for a position at the their university, and so of course no one can. It's so weird. Like the, they they lean towards, "Oh my God, Sheldon has a lady," and there's going to be sexy times when that's obviously not what's going on. Um, and I think it's in the next scene where uh the the doctor that is uh going to be the guest does arrive at Sheldon Leonard's apartment and hey, guess what? Guest star Judy Greer, yay, everyone loves Judy Greer, she's wonderful. And they go through their awkward introductions. Uh Sheldon can't believe how uptight and weird Leonard is being, because Leonard is overwhelmed by this this uh this shining star of an intellectual. Uh and you know, normal Big Bang shit goes on. Sheldon's like, no, let me explain to you all of my weird little personality quirks that are gonna be so fun for everybody at home. And she's like, yeah, fuck whatever, I'm gonna go to bed. Hey, by the way, is your roommate single? Um, Nothing happens with that until everyone goes to sleep. And then Judy Greer starts knocking on Leonard's door in the middle of the night and is like, hey, guess what? Uh, you like my book or whatever, right? Did you know I wrote that paper in the nude? Let's fuck, and then they do. Uh And then the next day it's revealed to <laughs> Shelton, and he's like, "Oh gross, oh it's not fair he's playing with my friend <laughs> uh. um Penny comes over because her car is out of gas because she's dumb dumb, and so she needs a ride to work and uh but it's it is revealed that that leonard and and Dr Sexbang uh got it on the <laughs> night before, and so she she storms <laughs> off in a huff, and then a lot of the rest of the episode is just grappling with that. Who betrayed who? What the value of relationships is? Whatever. And I kind of forgot the middle part, which is why I'm being so vague. Because when we get to the end, that's uh, uh, near the near like the the two thirds, three quarter mark of the episode. Jude Greer uh, arrives and uh, at the lunch table with the rest of the gang.
2: No, that was literally right after the scene you just described. You've missed that. Not-
1: yep. Uh, and w- w- one little note is that uh, when Leonard offers uh Dr. Greer her coffee after they have a good fuck. Uh she's like, I prefer my coffee black. And he's like, well I'm a good uh little helper monkey, so I'm gonna make a note of that. And then at the lunch table he's like, You like your coffee black, right? And she's like, I can't remember exactly what she says. She's like, I want something hot, brown, and sweet. And Rod's exactly what she Be- says. <laughs> because because he's sick, he's been drinking Nyquil out of a, a flask. And he starts chugging and raising his eyebrows. Next scene, um Wallowitz <laughs> comes over to Raj's place to play halo. Raj is being uncharacteristically standoffish about it and is trying to get rid of him um and that is because uh, uh dr d- Dr Funlove has arrived at Raj's <laughs> and they're getting ready to do it and so Raj is like, no, no, get out of here we're we're gonna have cool sex times or whatever uh but dr finger bang is like oh no that's awesome let him in too it's like okay here's what's up um one of you is the delivery man and raj and i we have no means of paying you so how are we gonna handle this and that starts getting like fun and sexy and then wallow not wallow it's um leonard shows up and is like hey halo knight and they're both like get the fuck out of here but then dr dr good times is like no no please come in okay here's what it is now not two of you are delivery men and i still can't pay you and then she comes out in her sexy clothes. Um, Raj is like, "Okay, this is fucking crazy." So Leonard Wallowitz, let's all run away out into the, the yard or the hallway or whatever and think about this. The two of them lead ahead of them. He closes Raj closes the door and locks it behind them. And then uh, is like, so let's, uh, "You can't pay your rent, huh? Let's get down to business." Um, also, uh, Chloe's still there. All right, we I think we lost you. Yeah, for no, a I'm here. Uh, but that's no, it. no, no.
0: I closed my thing to look at my notes because that's how serious about this I was. I wrote down notes.
1: Nice. And it's says the whole episode. Like, uh yeah, I mean I mentioned I didn't really want to focus on it too much because I, I'm overwhelmed by the horniness, but it was a pretty easy breezy fun episode. It goes by real quick, It goes down
2: smooth. No, it's it's actually it's basically I wish every episode of The Big Bang Theory had this level of horniness because it just makes things so much more. <laughs> it's like I don't know, Raj and and Leonard and Shel- and uh, and uh, Wallowitz standing around being like. I don't know. Are we really prepared to take place like to watch each other naked, like naked and having sex with the same woman at the same time? I don't know if we can do that. I was just like, "Huh, this is the most dramatic tension the show has had in years. So
1: in a, <laughs> a callback to a recent Nick Hyde's over personal life story, um, I'm pretty sure I talked about when I had a really, my, my first very awkward failed three-way when I decided to put on my, my friend's, um, like nightgown or negligee or whatever the fuck sexy nighttime lady clothes it was. And then my other dude friend put that on too and then she got naked and then we're all naked together whatever. I didn't have the time like they did in this episode to discuss up front whether or not they were comfortable being nude in front of each other. I was just like, all right, I'm naked with my friends now, I gotta deal with it. And <laughs> um, I was very disappointed when, when they're talking about it in the episode and I think it's Raja's like, okay, who's ready to do this? and Wallowitz characteristically shoots his hand up cuz he's down and then one of them is like oh but you know we're also going to have to be naked in front of each other and Wallowitz fucking sex coward that he is lowers his hand and oh, oh that that little bitch that's mm, i've never been i've never turned on Wallowitz so fast in my life uh he's dead to me now he really he really failed as far as being a, a being of pure horniness and uh, i hate it i hate him and I hope yeah, that he's never yeah, touched white I mean, woman ever again.
0: I, I truly, like, it was really funny to me because I obviously don't know what's going on in the show and he was just like, oh yeah, I broke up with my girlfriend three weeks ago and it's just like, why would you not lead with that? And he's like, I'm leading with it now. And I just feel like if we were, if the writers were really true to themselves about how horny Wallowitz is 100% of the time, he would immediately had gone to his friends and been like, oh, I no longer have a sexual partner, therefore I am the most horny again. Like, I just feel like that was bad writing. I mean, I mean, not it was this show It's a beacon of good writing,
2: but... It, it was bad writing. It's also weird lampshading because they did introduce a girlfriend for Wallowitz who was, was in, like, five episodes. And then she just disappeared from the show and they, like, didn't mention it for a while. And so they've done that before. Like, Leonard yeah. had a girlfriend who literally disappeared and was never spoken of. Nor did they ever explain how that relationship resolved itself. But yeah, it, it's <laughs>
1: like they, they either forget about their relationships or get too lazy to keep writing them. And then when it becomes inconvenient to whatever the current episode is about, they're just like, oh yeah, we broke up whenever. Like, there's, they don't resolve these relationships aside from whatever's going on with Penny and Leonard, which is frustrating because that's the relationship I give the least shit about that any of them ever have. I
2: know. Like, well, and also, oh, sorry, Chloe.
0: No, I was just going to say, I know, uh, one of the biggest, honestly, uh, one of the biggest reasons that I don't actually watch a Big Bang Theory, or before you guys were even doing this podcast, that I truly did not want to watch it, is because Penny annoys me so fucking much. I can't quite put my my finger on why she annoys me. Maybe it's the actress herself, but I just, I don't care. I don't care so much. Mm, Sounds like um, someone's a misogynist. I would much rather... Yes, the one woman in the, that's consistently in the show. I hate her. Oh, I so women so can't much. be
1: misogynists. Your misogynism rages on.
0: <laughs> you were saying? Sorry,
2: son of a bitch. I thought it was weird that Penny would get jealous. I mean, it's not weird that she would get jealous, but it's weird that she would try to like actually justify her jealousy, like that. Like, it's not just. Like, it's not just anyone invoking, like, the, hey, you're not allowed to have sex with random women, like, after we break up thing. It's particularly her, because an entire, like, again, I'm expecting too much continuity out of this show, but, like, a recurring plot point in the first season would be, like, she would be dating a guy, and then she'd have another guy, and Leonard would be like, wait, who is this guy? I thought you were dating the other guy. And she's like, oh, no, this is the guy I'm now fucking to get over the other guy. And it was just like, there was a whole, there was like a whole monologue she gave over dinner one time where she was like, I think I handle breakups best by just, you know, hooking up with a random person for like a minimum of 72 hours at a time. And yeah.
1: But that, that means you're expecting any sort of like internal inconsist, internal consistency. I am. Which I'm not saying as a way of criticizing the show. I'm saying that like people are just like that, like you know, you can be shitty over and over and over again. And the second someone crosses you, you're like, Oh my God, how am I victimized? What's happening? Like that's, you know, she, I, I I don't think there's any issue in the, in the bigger picture of her wanting to to fuck around as much as she wants. And then I'm not going to, I'm not going to be surprised when someone does it to her and she, she takes offense all of a sudden. Like that's, that seems like a very human thing to me.
2: I guess I was also just surprised by the implication that she hadn't been hooking up with random people in the meantime. That is weird. Now I, that I can get on board with because as you just said which is as
1: she just said that yeah, the way that she gets over guys is just to fuck someone else like crazy for a few days. And what did like, is Leonard the one that finally broke her? Is Leonard, Leonard is the, the one world. whose love was so sweet that she can't overcome? Like what, what horse shit is this we're dealing with now?
0: Yes, Leonard is a stallion. I think that they actually established that in later seasons if I read a tweet about the big bang theory correctly it's she's like he, he's she's like you're the only man for me like you're the man who broke the, the the streak of random men and which is such horseshit again because it's like i really do love leonard because leonard is like a total cuck like he's a cuck to sheldon who would be a cuck in any other particular situation which is why leonard is so good i think <laughs> because he like kowtows to sheldon of all people And this is, uh, this episode, I didn't also just appreciate the amount that they were like, I was like, oh, it's nice that like Sheldon has like a female friend and that he's like the only one who's not being creepy about it, but he is a female friend. And then he is mercilessly cucked the entire episode because she never brings up sex with Sheldon. Not once, not ever. And they don't even address that. And that is.
1: Well, and this is, you haven't been watching along with us this whole time, but I think, It's been pretty well established, whether intentionally or not, that Sheldon is just a non-sexual being. For someone to show interest in Sheldon at this point would be the most bizarre thing that can come up. And for Sheldon to respond in any way, like, my head would explode. Like, it's, <laughs> like, I don't, I don't. Well, get,
0: n- get ready, because Blossom is coming.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, you know, who can resist the charms of mine, Bialik? I said that like it was a shitty thing. I don't know. She's probably nice. I don't know. I don't give a you fuck. You did. <laughs> um, yeah. All right, so, and then I'm just gonna jump around uh, having nothing to do with the, with the sexual dynamics of the episode. Um, something that, God, we did Aww. such a shitty intro this time. Uh, but yeah, the, the reason that we, we talk about the show is we're, we're trying to figure out who it's for, what, what people actually enjoy this nonsense. And that question really uh, was blazing in my mind this episode because, um, so during the, the intro scene where, where they're uh, exiling Raj because he's sick, um, he, he sneezes once and it's a sneeze, no big deal. He sneezes twice and people are like tittering because they're like, ah, he, he can't stop sneezing, poor little guy. At the end of the scene, he goes back to the, the table after uh, Sheldon leaves to, to sit with, uh, with Leonard and Wallowitz. He sneezes a third time, the audience loses their shit and applauds. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? Who are these people? <laughs> that are like, oh, shit, I can't believe he, fu- he can't help himself. He's so He's got such sniffles, and I hate it. Like, it's, it's not anything that has any real bearing on the episode. And there's another thing about, like, I, another one of those moments came up later in the episode, but I was mad. I didn't take a note of it because I don't want to think about who these sickos are. But just that, like, he sneezes a third time, and it's like someone pulled back a curtain and see yelled, the Prestige! And, uh, I just, what kind of, <laughs> what fucking dullards are in the audience that that is the moment that breaks them? That, ugh,
0: ugh. Yeah, I, I truly, I was thinking about that while watching this, is I thought that the Big Bang Theory was on a laugh track, but listening to this episode, it's definitely not, because it was completely inconsistent. And I was like, oh my God, there's actually people in the audience, A, that like wanted to sign up to come to this and B, that are truly losing their shit. Like it is the best thing that they have ever watched. You and don't know. Like, I'm,
2: I'm- They're being given money to laugh.
0: <laughs> yeah. and am going to put
2: you in an audience and say, when we play the scenes. laugh, when we play the laugh sign, you laugh or you don't get your goddamn check when you walk out of here. I bet you'd laugh like a-
0: Oh no, I'd be a little laughing ass monkey. Like I'd be the best little laugher, but still, still. There were yeah. some moments that were obviously not laugh moments that they were anticipating that they laughed yes. at. And that also there were two major things that were throwaway lines that I really wanted to say something about that so much so that I wrote down a note. Um, Raj definitely has a Japanese love pillow, which is oh, yeah. just like glossed over a hundred percent, hundred percent. Also oh, yeah. Wallowitz openly admits that he gets a prescription to drug his mother.
1: Okay. Oh, so yeah. actually I took a note on that too, because uh, that is, I just said that I couldn't remember the other thing that upset me so much. That's wrong. I took a note of it and it was that because yeah, it's, um, it's, it's the, the scene here is Leonard is being like a, a braggy piece of shit. And after, after he sleeps with Dr. Butt stuff, um, he's, he's hanging out <laughs> with, um, Leonard and, uh, uh, Raj at the lunchroom before, before Sheldon and, and, and the doctor show up. And he's like, uh, I couldn't get any sleep last night. And I'm like, okay. i like, yeah, I was up all night. I'm like, all right. That bit went with? on
0: for so long.
1: It sure did. Um, and, uh, but one, one thing that comes up, oh, and so he's trying to build up to like saying, yeah, I fucked somebody. Uh, but what, what comes up in the meantime is what you just said is Wallowitz is like, I can get you some sleeping pills. And it's like, oh, you need sleeping pills? It's like, oh no, they're from my mom. She, oh, she'll let you have them. And he says, oh, she doesn't know she's taking them. And it got no audience reaction. And I was upset no! I'm like, that's actually pretty funny. Like scary, but funny. And no one gives a shit. So if you sneeze three times in a row, you get an applause break. You learn that Wallowitz <laughs> is drugging his mom and everyone's like, meh, classic Wallowitz. No, I
2: I thought that was just a case of it takes a I mean it takes a minute to get that joke. That is the classic like slow delivery joke because it's just it's a weird phrasing i mean i did understand what he was saying but it actually did like it took me like 0.5 seconds and usually that's the that people just don't explode in the laughter over those kind of jokes even if they're really good
1: Mm. okay i also i I marked down one joke that i did really like which i can't remember how much of appreciation it got uh, from the audience but i liked it a lot was uh when when uh wallowitz interrupts the the uh pending sex session between between raj and judy greer uh one of raj's retorts to wallowitz shenanigans is to say she wants new deli not kosher deli yeah and i don't feel like that got nearly the appreciation it deserved i love that joke
0: it was a good joke that was a real good that was a real good one
2: yeah so um also on the subject of like how this is so this isn't, so I'm sorry, I'm not going to stick with the trend of can I change away from us just rating all the jokes in the show on a scale of one to 10. <laughs> Go for it. Cool. Yeah, do it. Um. So I was thinking like, this show actually does seem to have like a surplus of horny women in it compared to like your average sitcom. I don't know if that's actually true or if it just seems that way. Well, that's why I was trying to figure out for myself. But I do think that because it's written into the rules of the show that like none of the main characters know how to flirt or know how to have sex, that basically the only way to like introduce like the normal sort of raunchy sex plots that normally make it into a sitcom is to put all of the agency on the female characters, yeah. which is whenever you want to have a sex plot, you have to start by introducing like a woman who is like eight times as horny as like any of the main cast. <laughs> I think, um, if I, I, I,
1: can't, I, I feel like one of the standout moments in, in the show where, where the opposite was attempted was when... Um, raj and Wallowitz decided that they were going to go to a goth bar to hit on babes uh and that ended up with them like getting left behind with like a pair of ass tattoos or something didn't it like it did not yes. it did not work out well for them at all
2: well and also uh, and so, also there was right, the episode yeah. where they were all like competing to have sex with sheldon's sister and that just that was like oh no yeah that was one of the worst it basically just ends up with like <laughs> here's 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 a bunch of men like debating why they're the best person like logically to do this. Which it just wasn't the most it wasn't the most fun watch. Yeah, yeah it is weird.
0: Yeah. That's a, uh, I I thought the whole point of the show was to not be super uh uh mm, not male gazy. This show is very male gazy, but it's 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 subverting traditional male roles, I guess, is what I imagined that the writers initially assumed that oh no 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 no, no, absolutely
2: not
1: sorry sorry to do this again to you chloe (laughs) (laughs) welcome to the show you dumb bitch
0: (laughs) no you know what usually in any other context i'd give you guys shit for this but this is something i truly don't know about so yeah i mean
2: i think it's it this this show is not about subverting it's about hey look at the carnival freaks we got four of them Yeah,
1: and okay. and as far as like the characters themselves, like I think if this if this show had been started and we're like currently running, like and started within like the last five years, I think what you're expecting Chloe would make so much more sense because I think we are now of a time where traditional kind of d- dumb, horny, misogynistic menfolk are particularly out of style and are lampooned. But whenever this show started, like no, like they're the, these are like the least woke soft boys you could have. Like they're yeah, just boys, they're, they're just pieces of shit.
0: <laughs> I mean, and that's something that I do appreciate about this show is that um, this is probably not going to go over very well with the people who listen to this show. But most I don't know. Fuck them. soft, <laughs> most nerd soft boys suck. Like just generally, unfortunately, as somebody who is like dealt with with them, been attracted to them, and have chased after them for most of my female adult life, most soft nerd boys are just like misogynist light. Yeah. So the, I feel like this show does a good job at showing that, honestly. But yeah, I, uh, think that's, I think but, that is fair. Yeah, and uh, also the the women needing to be eight times more horny than the dudes in the show Being that is very true to form, actually, because there is a certain type of dude who is so focused on his computer screen that you literally have to get undressed in front of them to get any sort of attention in that way. So that I feel like is very true to form.
1: Now, to be fair, not not to the (laughs) I knew Nick was gonna stick. I was like, (laughs) not to the soft boys, but but just to 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 the ones who don't know. Is I I myself I think fall into this category, and I remember. (laughs) The the lady who I lost my virginity to, I think it's more accurately stated that she she had to take it from me. Because I was like I was, yeah, I was Nick like, Nick was so benevolently
2: sexually here. assaulted.
1: Yes, yeah. Uh, oh no. I, 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 a girl I was dating lost her patience with me and was like, tonight we're getting those fucking clothes off. And I, like literally had to like wrassled my undergarments off of my body because I was so scared and ashamed of being naked in front of anybody else yeah like it's I I I needed the 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 guiding loving hands of a very horny aggressive woman to get me to get me anywhere um and the same is true to this day so um yeah it's I I I I judge these boys but I am among them I am I am I am one one of them through and
2: through Except you would have gone through with the weird uh, – you would have felt more awkward about leaving the, the orgy than just sticking around and just being an awkward participant in it. Oh,
1: who can say? The, 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 I, so I, I always I, – I keep saying this was a failed three-way that I had where I didn't have the opportunity to discuss ahead of time. I don't know if I brought it up when we talked about it on the show or not. I, I keep saying failed because like it literally – like. After we, like, were all naked making out, I was like, well, this got intense, and I'm not sure I'm ready for this, and I Oh, no,
2: I did not think that's... Okay, I actually feel better about that story. I thought it was kind of fucked up. It did fail because we didn't
1: all, like, raise pinkies and, like, give each other cheers at the end of it. It was because, like, I was like, I'm not ready for this shit.
0: I mean... To be fair, I kind of... It's funny that Kyle assumed that you went through with it because I fully did not assume that you had gone well, through no, it. Well, no, you
2: didn't hear the way he told the story the last time he told the story. The way he told it this time did it leave a lot
0: more ambiguity about the ending. Um, I, mean, I mean, to be fair, um, that moment, if we're all being honest with ourselves, <clears throat> if that moment came, up to, came to pass and nobody but one of the people was drunk... Because you can't tell me that Raj wasn't drunk on Nicole that entire day. He has a oh, problem Oh, well, of course. No, that's that canonically... He has to be, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, t- in order to, like, talk to a woman, and I had written that down in my notes, too, it's like, he must have been drunk the entire day, like, you can't tell me that he wasn't drunk the entire day, honestly. No, I and, think uh, that,
2: that's a running joke, is that he, uh, that he basically, he's a functional alcoholic whenever he needs to, like, be interacting with a woman for more than 10 minutes at a time.
0: That's great, I I love the NyQuil in the, in the uh, flask, though, that was too. great. Me too.
2: I want to, I want to take that
1: on myself. That's because if I, if I am just drinking from a flask at any point in the day any random point in the day, I think it's pretty easy to assume I have a problem. If I'm drinking NyQuil <laughs> from a flask at any point in the day, yes, I still have a You're problem, but I have a weird problem. And that's, I, I I'd much rather be the NyQuil drinking guy than the whiskey drinking guy. Like I, I feel like the, the, the NyQuil drinking brings with it a certain air of, of bizarreness. Of, of, and whimsy and whimsy of 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 sci-fi spooky guy kind of thing that i'm into you know like yeah like, it's y- more I drink...
0: willy wonka and less joe dirt
1: yeah it's like yeah i drink nyquil from a flask yeah i eat donuts starting from the hole in the center you know things like that
0: <laughs> i want you to go on facebook live and uh, show me what you mean by that
1: i i can do this but you're not gonna like it it's gonna it's gonna get flagged by the by the content
2: supervisors um so i feel like we're almost at things but there is one more super important thing that i felt the need to that i noted while it was going down and i just can't let it go um i feel like there is actually a very different uh gradient between the first role-play scenario that Judy Greer throws out and the second role-play scenario that Judy Greer throws yes. out. Because the running cool. joke was that, they were, was that they were the same. But actually, if you listen closely, the two scenarios are, in the first one, when it's just her, Raj, and Wallowitz. it's like, okay, Wallowitz, you're the, the delivery guy, and Raj and I are a husband and wife who do not have the money to pay you for the pizza that you have just brought. Um, and then the second scenario, it's, okay, you're two delivery men and a landlord, and I do not have the money to pay any of you right now. So that that second scenario is a pretty straightforward, uh, uh, I would argue, probably just some sort of uh, three-on-one gangbang scenario. I don't oh, know. Yeah. To, uh, just just throwing it technically. That's what we would call an MMMF. Uh, yeah, all holes filled, you know? Right. But... Uh, the, <laughs> That first one, there's a lot of different ways that one could play out. <laughs> Where are are, are you going talking about with who's that? taking what positions Yeah, I'm just saying as just Chloe brought up the idea of someone getting cucked in this episode, and I was like, there was a moment there I was like, wait, is like does does she just want like uh Raj to sit in the corner and watch while she has sex with Wallowitz, or is you know are is she gonna make them kiss what's what dark perversions are actually playing out here today?
0: I thought the introduction of the landlord was odd. I'd never heard that one. That one seemed like the weirdest contribution to that scenario. You know, well, with me. the two moving men, I,
2: yeah. Because why would, why would you have two moving men in a land? Why would you ask the moving men to pay to move all of your stuff in if you can't even pay your rent yet? I mean, come on, lady. Get your, get your, I feel get like your financials together.
0: Her, we're giving her too much credence as a smart lady scientist because she obviously has not thought this through. Well,
2: I'm thinking. I'm thinking she has. I just think she has some very twisted oh. fantasies.
0: I also wrote down on the little rhyme. I'm still here. I'm just looking at my notes. Um, uh, Why
2: do you feel the need to black it out while you look at your notes? Are you scared? It does, it does that
0: read on It does that without me doing it.
2: Oh, because um, you're. It's on your computer and you're switching screens. I see.
0: Yeah. No. I, well, no. It's on my phone and I'm switching screens. Uh, because my computer is butt. Uh. P for Houston, P for Austin, P for the state. My heart got lost in and shake twice for Texas. Can we have a moment? That is my favorite thing that I've ever seen on The Big Bang Theory. No, that's just. I mean, yeah, it's cute, but it's just. I just <laughs> find that under Sheldon
2: as a
1: child. I don't understand it. I don't know why it exists, but I did enjoy it.
0: It was so out of left field, and they gave such a moment for it, and I just. I appreciated that so much because it was stupid and bonkers. Yeah, yeah. It was I, very cute. I really hated the joke until they got uh, shake twice for Texas. That was that was the part that got me. Yes. So
2: one of the one of the things this show uh, comes back to is that Sheldon, in all of his mannerisms that are not like related to science, he's basically a like a ten year old or maybe even like an eight year old. Yeah. So well, so that's which obviously something that he learned when he was being potty trained.
1: Well and that, that plays into his relationship with the, the the good doctor too is that after um <laughs> after she and uh Leonard sleep together, uh I can't remember who brings it up, but there there's some talk of betrayal. And Sheldon's like, You betrayed you you didn't betray Penny, you betrayed me. And he's like, She's my friend and you're playing with her Um is his response to it. It's not like, Oh my god, my friend slept with this doctor. It's like, No, she's my pal. We have good times. Meh He's not upset by anything other than that, so. All right. Yes, it's, well, he's,
2: he's upset in a very pure way. Yeah. It actually, yeah.
0: I mean, uh, something that you guys brought up earlier is because of the time that this uh, show was shot in, like especially during the first couple seasons, um, that something about like, just like diversity now is much better. But I will say, I've been watching Community for the first time ever. And the first two seasons of that show are remarkably progressive. Like, very much so. So much so that they have subplots devoted to like racism and sexism and shit like that. So it's a better show, and you guys should be watching that.
2: Well, that's you just used up your nerd recommendation for the week. So I hope I hope that was how <laughs> no! you wanted to frame that.
1: But if Fine. if we're basing this um, on any other episode we've ever done, just. Chloe has at least forty five more minutes to burn. <laughs> on whatever dumb nerd shit she wants to talk about.
2: That's true. I just want to... Like, as yeah, long, no,
1: all of a sudden we're taking a hard line. <laughs>
2: I just, as long as we're talking about community, I have to, I've already talked about the, this this highly specific thing I think I've talked about before. But one of my favorite Dan Harmon videos is when he talks about how he got hooked watching cuckold porn, which is just when, uh, <gasps> like, yeah, he has a whole video where he talks about the dynamics of watching, like, a dude <laughs> blow another dude while his wife is there and is also having sex with the dude. And uh, I think that's what Judy Greer was going for in this episode.
0: Yep. You're, no, you're right. You brought it full circle.
2: I know. You're welcome. I'm good like that. All right.
1: Well, you know, we could keep going on, but now that we've hit the Maybe point where... The only oh. thing
2: that would have made this episode better oh. is if she'd tried to have sex with Leonard while Sheldon was just in the room. If she was just like, stand in the corner and watch what we're doing.
0: Oh, that would have been great.
1: I'm not on either. I feel alienated now. I want nothing to do with this.
0: <laughs> I think that that would have been a good plot point. I think that they should just explore that more the horniness of these dudes. I agree. Just to circle back to Wallowitz for a second. So Wallowitz is like, when I watched the first season of this back in the day when it was still on the television, um Wallowitz was my favorite because Wallowitz is universally the guy that I would go for in this scenario. Um, and Wallowitz saying no to the threesome, it would have been a better joke if he had said yes. And I just think that they were trying to escape all the gay stuff. And I thought it was, I thought that that was cowardly. On the exactly. Behalf, on yeah. The, the show right. always
2: blinks when it comes to making their characters just randomly bisexual out of nowhere. It's one of my main, my main complaints about it. Uh,
1: yeah, it's pretty aggressively no homo, which is disappointing.
2: Yeah, but you're right. It's very disappointing. It's, it's very 2005 or whenever the show was, you know, <laughs> early on in its career. All right. So what's your nerd recommendation of the week, Nicholas?
1: Well, I want to I start with Chloe because she is our guest. Um, oh, and if, that's if, oh, I Oh, I does, already
0: gave mine.
1: Your, yours is community. Do you want to talk at all about no. what? Oh.
0: No. Well, what else needs... could you
1: have possibly given?
0: <laughs> nobody, who, um, nobody who listens to this hasn't watched watch community so oh i um, think you'd be surprised
2: about that but
0: sure okay nerds go watch community but that's not my recommendation i'm that's just me telling you to do a thing Mm -hmm. uh uh my recommendation is to get a dm and play tales from the loop because that was the most joy that i felt for the last like several weeks in my life uh kyle ran uh tales from the loop game and uh i did not what is tales from the loop oh it's a dnd style one-shot game Uh, where you play in a a past-future, back-to-future-past kind of world, uh, where you get to play as a a character who's between the ages of 10 and 15, I think. That's uh, correct. being an angry little boy with uh, daddy issues uh, alleviated a lot of uh, my inner demons in a way that I did not expect it to. So I want to do that again soon.
2: As soon as I can write an entire other scenario complete with branching plot arcs. Do it, bitch. <laughs> last, time, last time I just stayed up all night just staring at it, literally staring at a half-finished puzzle like a crazy person while my subconscious worked. So uh, that, that was my creative process on that one. It worked out okay. So I suppose I could always try that again. Um, I mean,
0: I don't want to break your psyche, but it was very fun. Ah,
2: Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, but what do you know? You don't play other games.
0: Yeah, no, I don't know. Shit, I'm just the girl who's joining in on your fucking nerd chat uh it's fine
2: i'm my secret hope now is that you will eventually play some other role-playing game with someone else and i hope it sucks so that you realize how how much work i put into it that the average the average per the average dungeon master doesn't but uh
0: just for you kyle uh an ex has been hitting me up uh in order uh, to join his D game so i'll do that and it will definitely suck because that guy sucks. So
2: I'll do it just for you. No, don't, hang, don't use me as an excuse to hang out with your awful ex. I don't, be, I don't, wanna, I don't <laughs> want that bad juju on me.
0: Well, to be fair, he's less of an ex and more of just a guy I went to college with. That, Even uh,
2: worse. <laughs> don't talk to your college friends. Those people are assholes.
0: Yeah, no. Uh, well, what about you, Nicholas? Or what about somebody else? Because that's my recommendation, my nerdy nerdy oh i also saw that amazon did a show based on tales from Loop, so i'm gonna start watching that
1: yeah i was reading a little bit about tales from the, when we were playing it because i hadn't heard of it before we did this game i was part of the game too y'all and uh yeah I, apparently it's it's all based off of some some artwork that went viral and so that all these yes. properties have been developed from it um so that's
2: huh
0: fun. yeah that's interesting
2: this was the coffee table book
1: Oh, oh, great. Yeah, audio medium. Thanks. Show us some more pictures, Kyle.
0: Ooh, they're very pretty listeners.
1: Jesus Christ. I hate this so much right now. Really, put put the fucking book away. We are on a podcast.
0: (laughs) So, Chloe, do you want to
2: describe what's going on in this photo?
0: Um, no. (laughs) Unless you want to add five more minutes to this excruciatingly long podcast. I will not try to explain a thing because my synapses have stopped firing.
2: Fair enough, fair enough. Nick, what's your thing?
1: I'll keep it super short. Uh, I'm I'm playing Persona 5 Royal. The Persona
2: 5 Royal? Eat a
1: dick. Um, (laughs) If a joke isn't funny once, it's certainly going to be funny on the 20th try. That's a rule. Um, But it's... I don't know. It's, 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 a, it's a remix, you could say. It's the remastered version of a game that came out a few years ago. I was a little frustrated because I'm like, I don't want to play this again. And then I broke down because of quarantine times and needed something to do. Uh, and who'd have guessed? I'm absolutely fucking loving it. It's, it's Japanese anime teens that go into abusive people's minds and try to change their will by slaying demons and shit. What? Um, yeah, it's pretty nuts um uh what i will say about it is i i highly recommend it but it is it is like the most jrpg of any jrpg i've ever played like narratively it is more on rails than anything else i've ever done like you're not you don't have a world map you're exploring or anything you don't really get to go out and do much on your own like you are just a character in a story making like day-to-day decisions about like hey do i want to go to the dungeon today or do I want to like feed my plant or do some push-ups? So that's fun. Um,
2: or do I want to talk to my friend so we can bond over ramen? Don't forget that guy.
1: So we can do that. Yeah, my my, my main man Ryuji, he's great. Um, but Yeah, I, I won't go on about it. It's a fantastic game. I really, I felt like I was getting suckered when I bought it because the original just came out a few years ago. But they've they've made enough changes to it that I I feel like it's almost like a fresh game again. And I'm finding a lot of surprises and there's also just a bunch of quality of life upgrades that I'm a big fan of. So yeah, Persona 5 Royal, it's a hoot.
2: Cool, that's good, that's good. Kyle? Uh, So my thing is, um, uh, several people have for years been trying to get me to watch Steven Universe. And my main reason that Hell I yeah. didn't, my main reason that I didn't was not because I didn't think I was going to like it. It was just because there's like, so much of it and it's one of those things that when you miss the original initial window it's just hard to go back uh plus it was never on like netflix so there was no like easy way to stream it um but anyway they put like they put the first inexplicably they put the first four seasons every season but the last season on hulu so uh so i was like "Eh," and obviously i have a lot of time on my hands so i was (laughs) like well i'll just play this over in the corner and yeah steven it is it is very difficult to describe just how good Steven Universe really is as a show. It is just it is just so fantastically uh, such wonderful characters and such uh, beautiful world building. So for the people who are like, well, what the hell is that? So I should start off with, it's a show technically for kids. It's probably like 12 to 15 is like 10 to 15 is like the age bracket there, I would guess. Same as the character you play in Tales from the Loop. But who cares as an adult, I'm enjoying it fine. Um it obviously it takes heavy inspiration um from like Adventure Time, I'm sure, which I've never watched, but also from like Sailor Moon is obviously a big inspiration on the show and several other of those like like uh you know super poppy like early anime and uh and late eighties like Saturday morning cartoons. And it's the story of Steven. Steven Universe is his real legal name, and his father is a is a random uh, you know, beach bum uh dude but he had a relationship with a with an alien space princess lady and the result of their union was this kid steven universe who has magical gem powers that he has to use to protect the world from you know scary monsters which is you know not that crazy but it's just the way it plays out it's just him you know and he has three space moms right and he's and he's being raised concurrently by like his space mom's three best friends who are all like these these like incredibly cool characters and they're all named after different gems. So like, uh, it's really hard to just like, to like sum up in a few sentences, what makes it great, but it's just like all of the characters are unique and interesting and they all have really fascinating emotions. Um, the like, entire the way both like the quality of the overall story and the way it builds to like the plot just keeps getting bigger and sort of more epic the farther you go like it starts out like very much in just like the middle of this is steven his life is he's kind of a normal kid except he also fights monsters on occasion this is his town and then it slowly builds up all of the details of like how his life got to be that way and what's going and just like every step of the way you just like you feel more for all of these characters and then you know the art is gorgeous and like the the actions actually pretty good and then the way um randomly the characters will burst into musical numbers so that's always a big plus uh and yeah i have nothing but good things to say about it. oh and it's incredibly it's incredibly subversive in like it's it's uh it's gender politics and it's like the ways in which people like steven universe is basically a boy with no with no uh Gender, like no notion of like needing gender conformity, and it's just delightful. It's one of those things where I feel like every little kid should watch it, and I wish it had been around when I was a little kid. But it's still cool that it exists as as an adult. So I'm really enjoying it.
0: It's so pure. It's so pure.
2: Everybody I know who's watched it has basically loved it.
0: I am a huge Steven Universe stan forever and always. I'm re-watching it. When Kyle told me that he was watching it for the first time, I carried that joy with me for an entire 24 hours and <laughs> i am now rewatching it and it is just as good to re-watch it which is not most shows
2: nick how are you doing nah, I'm all right <laughs> I, I could see you spacing out while i talked about my my little kid's show
1: and why why was that noticeable this time
2: <laughs> i think because i can i can see the border of the screen so i can see your head slowly like tilting out of frame as you stop giving a shit <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's me all over, baby. That's <laughs> I don't have to defend myself. You're correct and this nope. is who I am. <laughs> I live like, proudly. You know
0: I'm glad that I jumped in on this episode and um yeah, I have no further comments other than like uh I could go over my scale of fuckability of all the characters, but I think I will save that for myself and only myself. <laughs>
2: No, just save it for... That'll be the third time around you guessed on the show. We'll finally get the proper list. Let's wait until... Have
0: I only done it once before? That seems wrong.
2: Yes. No, that's true. You you come at... You're averaging less than once a season.
0: Ah, Jesus. Well, sorry, guys. Well, no if the if the listeners don't hate the, the whiny female voice on this podcast, let me know.
1: We'll have them direct all their comments directly to you, and you'll oh, be the only yeah. person that gets any sort of audience participation out of this venture
0: yes
2: that's and right that we, sweaty nerd boys, we are technically a podcast you can like you can find and like us on itunes and wherever you get your local podcast stuff and also we yeah. have a twitter and a facebook that basically no one ever talks to us on so feel free to reach right. out to us on either of those venues as well that's a good place of any to end kyle
1: shut this shit down